0: We're not those kinds of people. We don't try things. We just say shit and just keep talking and hope some of it sounds like semi-intelligent. Yeah. Speaking of which... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Very Reasonable Pilots podcast. I'm your host, Charles Long. With me as always, my co-host, editor, producer, co-pilot, gunner, navigator, orator, and podcasting associate, Jacob Gloth. How you doing today, Jacob? I am... I'm doing all right. You know? Doing okay? Yeah, you're doing okay? You're safe and sound?
1: the working vehicle as well as you can be do yep well maybe not that second thing <laughs> he's not sound uh, folks. well I, you know what i suppose it is working it is technically drivable it is drivable just not not really i
0: wouldn't take it on a highway if i were you no i would not speaking of highways my show this week is called the stellar freeway transition. exactly stellar freeway it's a science were you thinking about that the whole time
1: uh no but it, it as soon as i mentioned my car troubles you're like all right segue coming in right away i'm gonna die away Boom,
0: I w- this is gonna oh be- my god i wish my brain worked that way i wish that i could like well i mean it kind of did you it, know? it worked you out you had it i think i'm more just good at like improv than i am like planning shit i don't plan things very well well that's great for a, a show where we have to Pitch a TV show. Pitch a TV show. It's a science fantasy road trip show. All right, that's what we're doing. Now, do you know the difference between science fantasy and science fiction?
1: Well, uh, like Star Wars is science fantasy because there's wizards and knights. Yeah. And I don't know what, Star Trek would be science fiction, I guess.
0: Uh, Yeah, Star Trek, I would say Blade Runner. That was the example that comes to my mind. Because science fiction is typically... uh, one of the major elements is that the universe of, of the, you know, medium, right. Of the book or the comic or the video game or movie or whatever is altered drastically by one scientific change. Right. So in blade runner, the scientific change would be, um, the invention of replicants, right? In alien, the scientific change would be like the, the, Commonization of space travel, whereas science fantasy is is a uh, is less about the actual scientific uh, like advancements that lead to different societies, and more about like very basic storytelling that could be told in any you know setting realistically, uh, but told in a sci-fi sort of a setting with aliens and monsters and stuff like that and space tri- spaceships, but. That's all just kind of set to the plot, which is, you know, about lasers and and, and swords and pirates and wizards and shit like that, right? So this is a science fantasy road trip show about the crew of the humble Bermuda, a hauling vessel that acts as transport for art and all other crazy stuff all across the soul. The soul being the solar system, Right. Oh, look at you. Yeah, exactly. I got so many fucking space terms. And now all mm-hmm. of the characters in the... Sh- uh, there are four characters who live on the spaceship, right? They all have one-word names. So I just want you to keep that in mind, right? The captain of the humble Bermuda... Bermuda. I need to learn how to say that before I name something. Bermuda. Or if they spelled it wrong. I like Bermuda. Br- that stuff. would be funny. Yeah. The captain of the humble Bremuda, uh <laughs> is a cowardly and meek man who oftentimes uses his vastly more physically competent crew members to make sure that he stays out of danger. And his name is Captain Frog. Just Frog. Captain Frog. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Crack, his uh, second-in-command, is a tough, old-school... C- what was that? Crack. K-R-A-K. Crack. Okay. Crack. Is his second in command, an old okay. school killer. You're doing a little accent there. I see. Crack. I think I'm more. Is he Scottish, I'm trying to. Wine? I'm trying to roll the R, but I, R, I, I can't really roll R's very well. Crack. Heck. You're definitely not rolling. That's all I. Got Crack. There we go. Crack. I don't think any of that was it. You're you're just hit the K real hard. Crack. There we go. That's that. I did it. Uh, she. You sexist. She is the second-of-command, an old-school killer with nothing to lose. You know, so she's kind of, like, dejected and quiet and, uh... But, you know, tough and mean, right? Scar is the crew's doctor and strongman who tends to use his fists to solve problems. But is also a technical genius and master surgeon. So Scar is kind of like the big lovable meathead of the crew but he's also the smartest have you ever seen Atlantis that that show that movie Atlantis the Disney one yeah yeah I've yeah. seen it They like you know they're going to Atlantis it's animated yeah exactly and there's cool. this one guy he's like Dr. Love and he's this huge burly dude who's like a total like beefcake beefcake uh, but he is also the doctor and you're like oh look at this guy he's tough and he's smart don't get that in television anymore Mm-hmm. And then we have Ray, who is a ray gun fighter, uh, and often talks his way into as many problems as he fights his way out of. So he's kind of like the oh. snar, sneering, you know, judgmental, cynical one of the crew, right? These are all very basic. Oh, he's a dick. Yeah, okay. he's a bit I of a dick. Like he's, he's not like you
1: know falling into trouble. He's cr- he's you know actually just being. Annoyed. He's
0: going out. He's making bets. He's chat. He's chatting up the wrong people you know he's talking big and sometimes he can back it up he's the kind of guy that would go to like a like a mafia poker
1: game right Mm -hmm. and he would win the whole pot and leave before letting them try to win it
0: back. exactly it's just not it's not gonna end well for him and so these four characters frog crack scar and ray uh, are all uh members of the crew of the humble bermuda a C-class mining ship that has been retrofitted into a transport vessel. It often sputters and stalls to life when the crew needs it to be uh, fast. It's a—it's kind of a shitty old ship, you know. And the goal of this series is to deliver a spelling bee tr- trophy to an eighth grader on the other side of the solar system. Right? That is a great goal. Yeah. Love it. It is a It is a very low-stakes transport mission, and it's a road trip show, so each episode is going to be these four people falling into all sorts of wacky misadventures throughout the galaxy, right? But there's not going to be- Can I jump in with a question? Yes, go for it.
1: So, you said the solar system, so I'm assuming they're traveling quite slowly. Yes. Compared to other sci-fi shows, this so a, is it more realistic in the travel
0: times? It, it,
1: like yeah, because it takes us like months to get to the moon right now. Mm-hmm. So what, does it take that? Long?
0: I wouldn't say it takes months to get to the moon, but it's definitely like the whole journey to get from one half of the solar one side of the solar system to another. In this universe, would probably take between like six and eight months to get. Okay. There's no light speed. There's no faster than. Than light so this travel. Is like,
1: this is like sailing from like the you know New York to
0: London. Exactly. In old you know in like in the fifties or something like that. Exactly. Or even before that when they had probably probably not days. the fifties because they had planes in the fifties. But yeah, they had like maybe, well, like I said, sail though. Yeah, exactly. Why would you yeah, sail you, you, if you when if you're using a boat to cross
1: the Atlantic? It's gonna take a. long It
0: time. it does take a long time. Um, exactly.
1: You know, you've done it.
0: I've trips. sailed. F- used to used to be on. Yeah. yeah. Me and and, and uh, old uh, Eisenhower. We used to sail back and forth across the, the Great Sea, preparing the Londoners Just for the for Blitz. The fun of it. Yeah, it was, cra- it was yeah. crazy times. What can I say? Yeah. I'm a hero, but Charlie's a lot older than he sounds. Yeah, I sound like a young man, but in actuality, I'm a very, very old man. I'm an old man who's sick of this shit. I've been trying to make it in podcasting for the last 60 years. Nothing stuck.
1: Yeah. And the first 10 of those, they didn't have podcast Or 30 of those, they
0: didn't have. Yeah. Pod, the, or 40 of those. 40 of last, those. They didn't have podcasts. Exactly. It was pretty difficult to explain to people who would never even heard a radio before that I wanted to start a podcast. So I first yeah. explained what a podcast was. Then I had to explain what a distribution like, service internet? was, and then the internet, and then Wi-Fi, it was a whole fucking thing. Don't worry about it. I eventually got shot into space. So doesn't matter. Um and now we're getting to the like the most interesting part of the show. Not the most interesting part of the show, because I think the adventures are fun. Uh, it's not going to be, like, a serious show. There's no great mystery or, like, enemy that they're trying to confront. It's just, advent- like, Adventure of the Week sort of shit. But each one of the characters is going to be drawn in a very different animation style. That's that's my unique selling point for this show. Because the characters oh, themselves okay. have relatively generic uh, you know, oh, we have one who's a loner killer, and then there's another who's a big tough guy who likes to fight, but he's also a doctor. And then there's another who's a smart-talking gunfighter. You know, that those are relatively generic characterizations, right? And so each one of the characters is going to be animated in a different style. Uh, so there's, like, a, a very unique visual language to the show. So I think Crack the second-in-command, uh, the, second the old-school killer. She's going to be rotoscoped in, you know? You know what rotoscoping is? Yeah. I do. You know, You've talked about it many times, I mean, where you draw all over the live footage. Exactly. They, they draw on live footage to, to create a more smooth animation, for those of you who don't know. And then Scar mm-hmm. is going to be more, like, traditionally, like, 1990s-style Disney, you know, animation. Big eyes. Exactly. Uh, Ray, I, I haven't figured out if I, what I want Ray to be, because I'm like, what can, what can Ray be? And I'm thinking he... What about... Yeah. Okay, well, what was your okay, idea? Right. Yeah, well, no, keep, keep going. And then oh, I'll, I'll my drive idea there. for okay. Ray was that he's more like mid-2000s, really highly expressionistic uh, animation style, like Ren and Stimpy. Or, um, uh, what do you call it, Courage the Cowardly Dog, that sort of thing. So he's a lot less... I cannot believe you said that, because I was going to say something like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah! Yeah, that's what I'm about. Exactly. On the same wavelength, dude. And then Frog will be like ugly, sort of... Toy Story-esque 3D animation. You know? Mm-hmm. And then the spaceship will then, of course, be live action. So each, you know, each character interacts with the world. They, it, they don't acknowledge that there's a difference in how they look. But, like, the spaceship is, like, model work on the inside and, like, sets and stuff. But all of the characters inside of the sets are animated. Uh, that sort of thing. And then each planet they go to will be a different style. We're not going to have, like... Two planets look similar even if they're like animated okay. similarly the color palettes and the tone will be vastly different so that from a glance from a frame you'll be able to tell where they are right in the series and so I've got a few episodes uh, as a few episode ideas but of course feel free to, to, to just say say something if you think of something cool just say it alright So episode one is the crew picking up the package. Frog accepts the package, of course, and he accepts the upfront payment, but he refuses to tell any of the crew about what's in the package. And then they get on the ship and they're all like bickering and arguing because that's who they are and that's what they do. And they uh, rocket off into the blackness of space where they are almost immediately set upon by a Medusa pod. That is to say they're uh, crazy space dolphins that can, uh, ah. with matter manipulators built into their skulls, and they, you know, focus them through their eyes, right? And so they have matter manipulators, meaning they can turn things to stone without any sort of magic because they're crazy space dolphins, and that what that's what they do. And so the whole episode is them, like, bickering and arguing at the very beginning. And then they get on the thing, and they have to fight off these space dolphins and, you know, Ray's like, firing his guns. He's in the turret, you know, machine gunning these space dolphins. Uh, Scar and uh, Crack are, you know, making the ship ready, getting ready, you know, in case anyone gets injured, putting the ship back together when it falls apart while Frog is like, steering the ship. That sort of thing. We'll probably have a sarcastic AI who's telling them off. It's like, oh, yes, that's very good i love being blown up with lasers you fucking asshole oh you know what
1: would be great what is if also the ai is mentioning that like this is a these space dolphins are an endangered species Mm -hmm. and it's like live counting down the number of them that are alive (laughs) and it's like there are only 342 341 340
0: (laughs) 339 i like that that's a lot that's very good yeah, we, they get evasive maneuvers, and they're dodging through the dolphins and all that stuff, and it eventually ends with them, like, going into an asteroid belt, and, like, the dolphins, like, stopping outside the asteroid belt and, like, going the other way, and they're like, yes, we're safe, we've, su- we've successfully evaded the dolphins, high five, and they're, all, like, congratulating each other and hugging and being really happy, and Frogs starts setting up the course for the, uh, the rest of the journey, and immediately they're hit with an enormous solar flare. That knocks out all, uh, electricity on the ship. Um, episode two. Begins, the crew of the humble Bermuda is stuck after a solar player has knocked out all of their power. They're scared and alone in the ship, you know, they're putting together, they're getting all their supplies together. Making sure that everybody's, like, rationing and that sort of thing. And then you'll, of course, inevitably get the scene where Frog, or, yeah, probably just Frog, because he's the, the- the most cowardly and weak weakest willed of the of the crew you know sneaks into the rations and just starts gorging himself and all the food that they have there and then the rest of the crew like pulls them pulls them out and it's like what's wrong with you you've doomed us all and they're about to kill him when all of a sudden they hear this like crackling almost like from the from the ceiling and they don't know what it is they think maybe it's residual electricity from the solar flare and then they realize that it's a creature There's something here. Maybe we can have it, like, poo. And it lands on Frog's forehead, and they're like, oh my god, there's a creature here. Big dump. Yeah, because it's a, you know, it's a beast. And so that's when the the latter half of the episode starts, where it's basically alien, where all of them are, like, paired off, and they're, like, searching through the bowels of this seemingly never-ending ship. And it's, like, all sorts of very dark and, and, you know... Claustrophobic environments as they're looking around and one by one. They're all picked off by this horrific creature Until all that until uh, let's say scar is all that's left and scar finally confronts the creature and It's you know in the darkness. He hears a growl and he like prepares himself for the at the end You know, he's out of bullets or whatever it is and then out of the darkness comes like this adorable little like Pomeranian looking um, space creature And it's, you know, not actually been, uh, been killing the other crew members. They've just been like, oh, this guy's such a cutie. And they, they like, love up on him and hug him and give him kisses. And they eventually all go up to the bridge and they forget to tell Scar. Until finally he brings the creature back with him to the, uh, bridge. And, uh, you know, they all decide to adopt him because he's just the, the little man. And they realize that they're still all gonna die out here, but... At least they have this little adorable mascot who will feast on their corpses after they're gone. And then just then, yep. the uh, mascot uh, unleashes like this enormous electro- uh, electronic charge inside of the ship, and all the equipment comes back to life, and they start flying uh, back towards their mission. Also, the name of the mascot is Toad. So we have Frog and Toad. Oh. because i think that's fun because frog and toad is a children's thing children children's books um the crew finally lands on a planet uh a planet run by plants that is to say they're all it's like an entire planet similarly to how planet of the apes is run by apes this is a planet of the plants and so they uh run the planet and they farm sapiens For their nutrients. So, you know, same way we farm corn, they farm guys to turn them into mulch to, you know, feed themselves. And at first the whole crew is like disgusted and horrified by this, but then they kind of get over it really quickly. Like so quickly that it's almost like the disgust was kind of just for show. They, they, you know, each of them was pretending to be disgusted. So the rest of the three people don't think that they're freaks, but in actuality, none of them were all that disgusted because it's like, whatever. Um, and then they are hired by this like plants, a civilization to hunt down and eliminate a rogue human who, uh, is out in the wilderness of this earth and uh, of this planet and, uh, is like, you know. Killing people and cutting down trees and setting fires and all of these things are, are not cool with the plant people, right? And so they go and they're kind of like searching through the woods. And this is, you know, majority of the episode is them searching through the woods trying to find this guy. And then they find him and it's this dude who's nearly gone feral, right? He's like Aww. Ben, uh, some whatever, I forget his last name, Ben in uh, Treasure Island. Who's left on the island all by himself And is just like kind of slowly But surely losing his mind He's kind of like that He's like starting to lose it But then Frog recognizes him As the president of Earth's son Uh who went missing a few years back Turns out his ship must have Crashed here and he escaped And he survived using his like you know Presidential training Uh to 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 you know Wage a guerrilla warfare against Uh against the plants but in, in reality, he was just hiding in a cave, like, eating bugs and, like, rats for, for nutrients for the past few years. Like, he's not, a, he's not actually a cool gorilla fighter. He's more of just, like, a coward and a baby, no. right? And so they decide, well, we've got the president's son. Uh, the president's still—it's an open bounty for him. Like, we bring him back alive, we still get, you know, 25K, even if it's been, you know, six years or whatever, uh, so they decide. Well, guy's no longer president anymore. No, nah, like, but uh, it's still an open bounty. It's still open. Yeah, the, the the last president, his dad was assassinated, and then the president after that was also assassinated, but the, the they never took the bounty down. So they bring this kid back. They decide that they're going to bring this kid back, and so they tell the plant people that they eliminated him. You know, got rid of him, and in actuality, they just like shuffle him onto the ship, and then they. They get paid and as soon as they get paid they take off they fuck off and it's a, uh, it's just like a, a nice happy ending episode four yeah they are stuck on the ship with the president's son who having returned back to uh, civilization has decided that to to go back to his old way of being that is to say he was a spy a spoiled self-entitled uh brat who always got everything he wanted because he was the president's son, right? And so the whole episode is, the, is our characters just having to figure out different ways to deal with this guy. Because if he, you know, if he lies to the authorities that these were the people who kept him ca- captive all those years, then all of them will be executed uh, rather than receiving a reward. So they have to, like, kind of placate him uh, until they get him somewhere. Uh, until he finally decides he's had enough with their, you know, moronic, servile-like leadership. He's taking over. He's going to overthrow throw Frog and become the president of this uh, ship, of this C-class transport vessel. Right? And to, and after he does that, pretty much unanimously, all four of the crew members decide this guy is so much more trouble than he's worth. And they just do a quick drive-by and drop him back on the planet that's run by plants. And fuck off again. Nah. They're like, this guy sucks. You can have him back. Sorry we didn't kill him. They push him out the thing, and they fly away. That's the end of episode four. Um, I've two more episodes, and then the finale, which is just as uh, of a letdown as you would expect it to be for these, these horrible people. And so... Episode five: The crew finds a planet of clones, where the entire population is just this one guy. But the clones have divided themselves into two very distinct party. Uh, one, the one party uh, they wear goatees, and the other party they don't wear goatees, and that's the only distinction between them. Oh. They all dress the same, they all act the same. They just one side has goatees and one doesn't, and they've had been waging like civil war against each other for. Those decades. goatee bastards. Exactly.
1: How dare they? And
0: of course, uh, because there's four people in the ship, uh, two saw, uh, two of the people join the goatee side, and two of the people join the other side, um, non-goatee heavers, and they're waging like this war. And because our people aren't clones they have more original thoughts and they tend to think out of the box more and so the war is far more devastating with these four people in because they're all like thinking of different ways to successfully like have ideas or successfully like do battles and stuff and you get like each of the ideas will uh, reflect the personality like Frog will be like let's poison their water supply and uh, Crack will be like let's drop bombs on their capital city Uh, Scar will be like let's you know uh, say, give them faulty medical equipment or something like that. Let's let's stage a, a fight, uh, a bare knuckle boxing match between our two sides. But our side will be all juiced a up. Bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, match. Okay. but our side will be all juiced up. <laughs> all right. uh, Ray will be like, let's just go into space and shoot them from up there. You know that sort of thing. And each each one of them will just like elevate the level of slaughter to uh, levels that hasn't been for centuries at this point. And so, inevitably, uh, the goatees and the non-goatees decide that their differences are not really all that important. And they unite under one common cause. uh, That uh, they hate foreigners. They want to get rid of all foreigners. No foreign elements on this planet. The whole planet will be Jerry. It will not be anything else. Get rid of these foreigners. And so, our crew is able to unite this planet... But they unite them through xenophobia, which is pretty. I think just pretty funny, and that's that's how they uh, end the episode with them being chased off by this entire planet of. I guess Jerry is the guy's name, who was cloned, like eight billion times. Uh, He chases them off, and they fly back into into space. And episode six, the final episode we have uh, written down, is they find a refuse planet. But the population believes that they live in, like, the lap of luxury. So this planet is just all, it's like one giant garbage pit. You know, think of Sakaar from, um, Thor Ragnarok, but even more trash and garbage everywhere. And the people are all filthy and they eat disgusting, you know, rats and, like, bugs. Like, it's, it's a horrible place to live, but each of the people living there, all the people there, think that they live in, like, an opulent, utopic society in which they're eating the finest meals and all that stuff. And so our crew has to figure out why are these people so delusional? Is that their culture? Is this their culture? And it's like, no, uh, it's not, because the crew eventually also begins to believe that they are currently on a utopic, uh, like, beautiful planet. Uh, with, you know, the finest of luxuries And they don't really want to leave And so, eventually Frog uh, And, um Let's say Ray Discover, figure out that there is like This miasma that has engulfed This planet Um Yeah, there's this miasma that's Engulfed this planet that is like affecting The visual, auditory, and taste You know, uh Abilities Oh, so
1: they all It's affecting their minds Exactly They don't think they've got So they
0: think they're Doing really well But they're really really Doing really bad Dude And we find that it was Like an evil wizard Who was doing that From a top of a hill Because he wanted to keep All the nice stuff Classic wizard behavior Exactly Very classic wizard behavior Because he wanted to keep All of the really nice stuff For himself So the only way to get people Not coming Mm -hmm. for his stuff Is to make them think They already have What they want Dude Uh. Yeah Um and so they put a stop to that and then leave. Like, they just put a stop to it, make all of these people realize that they live in poverty and in, like, dirt and garbage. But they do nothing to help them and they fuck off. Because
1: they. that's... Probably take some of this shit from the wizard. Yeah,
0: exactly. They'll probably, like, you know, Scar will go up and... Or, um... Crack will go up and give him one in the mouth and then take his shit and fuck off. You know, take a, take his wallet out of his pocket and fuck off. Um, but mm. I uh, I think that's funny that they're just like it's no, this is terrible. You guys live in filth. All right, bye. <laughs> no solutions, no help. Uh, yeah. They don't even kill they just the needed, wizard. Like, fuel or whatever. Yeah.
1: You know, they were just like, all right, get in there, get the shit, and leave. They
0: there. they don't even kill the wizard. The wizard could just do it again, but they were just like annoyed at him more than anything else. Um, and that's. That's the end of the episodes that we have written out, except for the finale, which is a high speed uh, pirate chase across the uh, final stretch of their journey, you know, as they're being chased by these pirates for like, let's say like a week of them just attempting to stay one step ahead of of these pirates and they'll stop at gas stations, but the gas stations get blown up as the pirates, you know, uh, narrow in on them and they have no idea why these pirates are chasing them and so it's a whole thing and they're running and they're running for 90% of the episode until they finally arrive at the door of Timmy Wilkerson the winner of the 8th grade spelling bee that they have uh, been assigned to deliver the trophy for and they deliver his trophy and he is like not like he's not like oh my god this is insane he's like oh thanks okay bye Shuts the And they were like, knock, 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 um, excuse me, we were told that we were gonna get, uh, a second half of the payment, uh, for this job when, when we, uh, delivered it, and he was like, oh, okay, I'll go talk to my mom, and then his mom comes out and is like, we didn't have any, no one told us about a payment, but, um, here are some cookies, we made some cookies yesterday, they're a little stale, but, you can have them, Alright don't come back to my house. And (laughs) she shuts the door. And then it's just our four characters just looking down at this plate of like kind of stale cookies and just be like so disappointed and in what's going on. And then the pirate ship that's been chasing them, uh, this entire episode finally lands behind them and they like all prepare for a fight. You know, Ray pulls out his two guns, uh, uh, Scar gets gets ready for punches and, uh, Crack gets like a shotgun out, and Frog hides behind all three of them. And then a little uh, boy steps off the pirate ship, and he just like starts kicking his his hat and like getting all pissed off because he was like, "I wanted the trophy. I don't. Timmy didn't even win. He didn't even win right. He got his his words were easy. My I had difficult words. Okay, it was really yeah. hard. Like that the entire time that this pirate like and this pirate has just a little kid killed dozens of people in the pursuit of this ship turns out it was just a little kid who didn't want this other kid to get the trophy cuz he thinks he deserved it better more um wow. and then they like kind of brush him off and he, he maybe he tries to start uh, do something and uh uh crack just like hits him really hard in the stomach and he just falls to the ground and throws up and cries cuz he's a little <laughs> kid who just got hit in the stomach by a grown woman um and then it's the final shot of our show is our four characters walking into the sunset eating very dry cookies (coughs) nice yeah that's the end of the show Stellar Freeway Uh, Stellar Freeway Stellar Freeway that That was so fun yeah I think it's just a fun little uh, uh, adventure of the week monster of the week story of a show bless me by the way sorry about that Mm. Planet of the week, you might say. Planet of the week. There you go. And they have a mascot.
1: So, to clarify, yes. this is not the Earth solar system, because these are all these planets are all very different. So
0: yeah.
1: Assuming it's not. Uh Earth.
0: it's probably I would say just like some made up solar system. Like we don't have to give it a a, a name. Yeah. You know, it's again yeah. space fantasy. Sure. So it'll be, you know. Uh, it'll be whatever. In a galaxy far, far away. You know? And these guys
1: are like, they're like the courier service, but I was thinking about as you were talking, I was like, they're, you know, because this is like a faraway galaxy, maybe there's like, um, you know, there's like levels, you know, there's like standard shipping, there's first class shipping, and there's also levels to like ships and the fuel, you know, Mm -hmm. so like, for example, if you were going to, you know, jump from one system to another, you need like a certain kind of fuel, you know, like you got to get diesel. Yeah, you know, the equivalent of the space diesel. Nah, diesel. We but just call it they're, diesel. They're, they're, they just got basic, regular, unleaded, you know, the kind of shit that you put into any basic... Yeah, car.
0: exactly. I would love it. It would be um, such a good gag. If
1: you want to go a bit faster, you got to get, like, the equivalent to premium or whatever, but they don't have the money yeah. for
0: that. It would be such a good gag if they just go to an actual gas station when they're filling up the, the ship. They go to just a regular-ass gas station. Um. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'd probably have to put just, like, go to a gas station get a green screen uh and film it that way because i think it would be funny if you just have like an, a car like just like your car be in the other pump gig filled up and then it just drives off into space drives off yeah mm-hmm. um That'd be really yeah funny. any any ideas for planets any any crazy wacky ideas that you have Um, I was kinda thinking about
1: like the style. So you said each animation style is different, right, for each yeah. planet. Or is that okay. I mean I... and maybe for like if, if a one character is sort of central in that episode, mm-hmm. the
0: animation style is. Well the match same that as character's them, you know? animation style. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That's fun. I like it. That could be something. Yeah. But uh
1: um, I was thinking about we were talking about the space dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um so you you have them you have them come up there like the the fight is kind of that episode and then they get out of it through the asteroid mm-hmm. belt, um, but so the, the the dolphins when they shoot they shoot like you know they, they turn you into stone or whatever with their with their rays yeah. um, so I, I was thinking maybe their solution to like defending against the dolphins until they get the to the asteroid belt could be like you know using like just like they, they're like fucking just bolting or. Uh, I don't know how you fuse stuff to a ship, but you know whatever science logic we use, they're like connected rocks, the <laughs> like, oh, like, really rocks to the ship. It if, you know? Cause, like somebody outside. Oh, that would be funny. Rocks to the ship. it's like because they're like, well, you can't turn stone into, into stone. You know, stone so It's okay. Ha, idiot. You got someone out there doing that. Yeah,
0: that would be very funny if we got if we had to if we put maybe scar- the way
1: they disturb the pod originally is they like accidentally just drive through like a bunch of their eggs. <laughs>
0: These are space dolphins. Yeah. So they lay, they eggs. lay eggs, of real course. Space eggs. Yeah, they just crush a bunch of them. And that could be a joke they make. Or we send like. Yeah. F- like I thought, I didn't think space
1: dolphins had eggs. No, real dolphins they don't have eggs. Space dolphins they so have many eggs. eggs. You just ran them over.
0: I got some. We made omelets. It's great. That, that could be also how they do it. As Scar goes oh, they, out and yeah, gets, it, he picks yeah. the eggs. He's like, I just found these beautiful, delicious eggs just floating around in space. Who would throw these at the airlock? Did you tell me those eggs were in space? Those weren't thrown out of an airlock, you idiot. Those are space dolphin eggs. Ah! And then all the dolphins attack. Like the Fire Nation.
1: Oh, and then to make it oh, even worse, he, he'll like he'll panic and he'll throw them outside the ship. Mm-hmm. And then everyone, in the crew's like, "Why the fuck now? They know where we are!" And like the dolphins can catch the scent of their eggs, and they come racing over and they see them all scattered and destroyed. And then
0: we see one like, one dolphin into, like know, shed a tear, eggs. and another dolphin come up next to him and put its arm around it, and then stare meaningfully out into the darkness of space until they see the glint. I think it would be funny if we gave these dolphins a more human reaction to things, to death, than our uh, our ostensibly our human characters. Yeah. Well, there could be like a whole, like backstory
1: here. Like we have like the the father and the like. You know, yeah. He's like gearing up for war. It's like an older dolphin, and he's like, you know, this was his. He's, pu- he's uh, putting on a prosthetic and he, he fin. He's gearing up. His his son just died mm-hmm. in the. You know. His baby son and the egg died And now he's like getting on ready He's getting geared up for
0: battle If we had the dolphin like tying Gray like, haired dolphin We had the dolphin tying a bandana around like Rambo Over his head and like putting the black makeup mm-hmm. on Like under his eyes And say, like let's go then. Let's do this thing He puts a, a knife in his uh, dolphin teeth he's just ready to go That's funny I like that We got like hardcore metal music playing Rock on He's getting ready <laughs> Alright, well, thank you everyone for listening to the Very Reasonable Pilots Podcast. I've been your host, Charles Long. With me has always been my co-host, editor, producer, co-pilot, gunner, navigator, orator, podcasting associate, and my good buddy, Jacob Gloth. Uh, If you like what you heard here and you want to hear more, please give us a like, a follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your cat, and remember, we will be here next week with a brand new television series for you to imagine and enjoy. And if you like what you heard here and you want to hear more, Listen to the episodes we've recorded already. There's 183 of them. There's so many. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait till next week. You can wait till now. Go listen to more. Alright. Goodbye, everyone. We We love you. Goodbye.